Hey, hey, Boss Reballers. This is Patty Dominguez with Tim Wambach. You are listening to the Boss Re Society podcast. This is episode 77. So we are featuring Josh Felber from joshfelber.com, who is bringing the goods, talking about his serial entrepreneur journey with a great tenure, over 15 businesses that he has run successfully, and all starting at the tender age of 14. Really impressive. And so what he's talking to us today about is just those stories. And what you're going to see is an undertone of courage and tenacity and just overall excellence that you're going to really gather from this. So a great episode to listen to again and again. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit that subscribe button on iTunes because that's what makes you a Boss Reballer. And of course, make sure to visit us over at BossRaceSociety.com where you can find various downloads all free for you, business resources, and other goodies over there. Again, BossFreeSociety.com. And lastly, on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash BossFreeSociety, D-O-J-O, and here is the show. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Patty, we are back in the studio with another phenomenal guest. It never gets old, Patty. It doesn't. I love I love this. You know, I think it's so much fun. And I always say it's so interesting that what we're doing is bringing awareness to entrepreneurs that are making it happen in the process. I like love what we're doing, Tim. Today is going to be no different than anything we've done in the past. Probably it's going to be a little bit better. Uh, today we have Josh Felber. Uh, Josh is a serial entrepreneur and high performance coach focused on challenging himself and those around him to consistent excellence. Josh's mission in life is to help over 100 million people design, develop, and deliver their passion and expertise to the world so they can have the time, freedom, and live the lifestyle of their design as well as make more money. He has co-authored two books, one with Brian Tracy and one with Steve Forbes. He's also an executive producer on a documentary about Peter Diamandis' visionary, or uh, I'm sorry, Visioneer and the Miami Heat wheelchair basketball team, The Rebound. Josh has appeared as a guest expert on NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox, and his biography was picked up by the E! Channel. He's an active contributor to Entrepreneur.com, Inc.com, BusinessInsider.com, as well as Forbes.com. The Boss Free Society podcast welcomes Josh Felber. Awesome, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Josh, super impressive. And and I guess to that, since you're you have this incredible background of what you're doing, tell us what are you working on right now that you're really excited about? Well, I mean, we have a lot a lot of different projects in the works right now. Uh, that's one of the things as you become an entrepreneur, you kind of start seeing all these shiny objects. You've yeah. got to get a, keep that focus on what you're moving forward on. But we actually have a new high performance coaching program that we're rolling out. Uh, that should launch probably here in the next two or three weeks. 
And it's going to really focus on, you know, pushing to that next level of um, higher achievement, higher performance is as entrepreneurs, we a lot of times as we get started out and we're transitioning and we get into that role of entrepreneur from maybe the nine to five job, maybe, you know, we were and we hadn't, you know, we we're a CEO somewhere and you know, we was I got to own my own business and then we move over. We tend to get stuck in a routine and it's we're not sure what that next level of achievement is is like okay i'm checking my email i'm doing my facebook and all this but i don't get anything done throughout the day mm-hmm. so what high performance coaching does or high performance achievement coaching is we help people push through to that next level that next level of productivity courage energy and you know influence in our lives and so uh, that that's the main that's one of the big projects i'm working on uh, also uh, own an internet marketing company as well that I invested in. And so it's exciting to see and help businesses that are trying to figure out how to f- market on the internet to go out and, you know, build marketing systems and Facebook advertising and all sorts of things too. So, Oh, wow. That's, this is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, 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 in your opinion, what are some attributes that entrepreneurs should, uh, should have in order to be successful. Definitely. Uh, for, I, for myself, uh, one of the things that we do in high performance coaching is we have everybody kind of go through and figure out, you know, what we haven't picked three words of what's made them successful, for example, or who, you know, what kind of person they are or how they like to interact with people. And so for me, my, th- my three success words are relentless, disciplined, and driven. And that's what I've always utilized throughout my whole life as an entrepreneur. And so for me, being relentless is get focused on what you're doing and you just continuously go after it, go after it, go after it. And then disciplined is being able to get up every single day, make those hard choices to move yourself forward. And then driven would be, you know, continuously um, having that desire, that passion to drive and move myself forward. And so it's, you have that, that why reason out there, why you're going after it. And so that's what drive, that's that part, that driven piece. And so I think those three attributes, if you're able to take those and include those in what you're doing as an entrepreneur, will help accelerate and push you to success. Looking at your background really impressively and Correct us if we're wrong. We said that you started out in fitness. Uh, well, I started all the way back when I was 14 with a computer company. Okay. And <laughs> so, so if you could take us through that, because it seems like your brand has had a lot of iterations, evolutions, but all toward bigger and, and more exposure. Sure. It's been really impressive. So if you could kind of take people through that trajectory, it would be amazing. So I've owned roughly 15 different companies since I was 14 years old. And one the very first one was a computer company. I wanted to have this uh, computers, the Commodore Amiga computer, and it, but I think it was like eight hundred dollars, eight hundred fifty dollars, something like that. And I had around four hundred dollars saved up, and I'm like, okay, there's got to be a better way for me to buy this. I'm like, the companies buy products, and they got to buy them cheaper to be able to sell them here and make money. So like, okay, so I started researching and found, okay, you can become a wholesaler or a dealer. And so I called the company up, said, hey, what do I need to become a dealer? They told me. So I had my dad help me go get a vendor's license and all the stuff that I needed. And then uh, they had mailed me an application in the meantime. So 
I don't know who back then it probably took two or three weeks to get come snail mail and <laughs> yeah. filled it all out, sent it back and was approved. And that kind of kicked everything off for me and uh, ended up having that business all through high school, uh, selling computers and computer accessories and floppy disks and all sorts of things back then. And uh, had sold that off when I graduated high school. And how uh, did you know how to do all this stuff? Yeah, this this is influ- a, I know that's you're such an outlier in that respect. People typically are like, oh, I pull flowers from the garden and I sell them to my neighbors. I cut, you know, yeah, I cut the lawn. Yeah, those types of things. I mean, how did you take it to this level even to know how to research? And clearly, that was very influential from somebody. Like in the 80s? Is that roughly the time frame? It was, yes. In the, yeah, in the 80s. It was, uh, I mean, I read uh, Tony Robbins, Unlimited Power, Awaken the Giant, and Think and Grow Rich were kind of the, I think those are the books that sparked my entrepreneurial mindset, I think is sure. what it was. But I didn't, from a research, it was just more like, it was a a thought process. Okay, well, I guess there's businesses out there and they have retail, they have products. So they have to be buying them less than what they're selling them for. So that was kind of the whole initial start of what I needed. And then then just when I would go to the school, when I go to school, I just go to the library and have to look up business information and try to figure that out and... You know, and by doing that research and then asking questions, uh, we had a um, teacher at school that we had an investing class. So I was, I, you know, we did um, invest. We learned how to do investing and all sorts of things. So that was kind of cool. I know a lot of schools didn't have that back then, and so it was kind of really fun to have that, as well as an economics class. And so I would ask those different teachers questions of what I what I was thinking and what I wanted to do, um, and then I would utilize that to figure out answers and research and stuff so the fact that you said at the end of high school like yeah i'm gonna take this business and roll it spin it off or sell it off sell it off yeah and then so, what happened well i was guys like okay i'm gonna do the old go-to college routine okay. <laughs> and i uh, got in there and got in the class and i'm like man this kind of sucks and uh ended up finding another company to go work for initially because I was like, all right, well, I have to get a job since I'm not making money right now. And I started selling um, electronic credit card terminals. So it was brand new. Nobody had electronic credit card terminals back then. Ended up um, opening. I I did so well in sales for them that they moved me down to Louisiana, opened up like eight sales offices for them. Uh, They had opened up so many, they started to close some down. I'm like, hmm, that's not good. So I was like, all right, I'm going to leave Louisiana. I moved to Dallas because that was the closest big city. (laughs) And, uh, and I like I always like the Dallas Cowboys, so that was the other thing. <laughs> so I moved to Dallas, and ended up happened to just run into another gentleman who had moved there from Hawaii. He was in his fifties, had sold a company in the merchant services business. And I was like, "Hey, do you want to start a merchant services company?" And he's like, "Yeah, let's you know do that." And so figured out all the details, started you know opened it up, and when I was twenty five, sold that. Um, portfolio off. We had over 20,000 different um, clients and sold that off to Society Bank, which is Key Bank now. And uh, so that was, that hit my goal of being a millionaire by the time I was 25. Nice. <laughs> and so then how did you get into fitness? Well, I've owned a bunch of other businesses in between now and then, but I've always enjoyed fitness and running. And so I started doing CrossFit um, back in 2003 and just really loved it. And then in 2010, I was, I don't, I was, part owner in a company and we were in the green wireless energy business and we were putting in these wireless controls and hotels and dorm rooms and all these kind of things. I'm just sitting there like, man, this is just boring. It's not fulfilling. And I was like, I just, I got to do something else. 
It's like, all right, I'm just going to go. I love fitness. I love CrossFit. I'm just going to go open a CrossFit gym. <laughs> I just <laughs> didn't know what. See it. Know, open, the, open the business. <laughs> <laughs> just go do it. That's, that's what I want to do. I think training people and helping people change their lives from a fitness perspective would be pretty awesome. And, and it's a little bit, it's just a more fun giving back from that standpoint than sitting here in an office and changing wireless controls and that kind of thing. So, so left, uh, we weren't making money yet. So there really wasn't any way there I could be bought out. So I just kind of moved left, gave my equity back in the company and started the fitness business. And within 18 months, and we went from um, zero to over $720,000 in business. Can you talk about, it seems like through all these themes and all the businesses that you've had, it's clearly evident that you're, you really lean into things and have a lot of courage around the decisions you've made. Can you, I don't even know if this question would be relevant to you, but like, what would be the ballsiest move you've ever made (laughs) as an entrepreneur? Because it seems like you just do it naturally. I think innately you have a lot of courage. Not 20, 14 year olds are starting computer businesses. Yeah. (laughs) But now now, now they're like six years old and they're making $200,000 a year on YouTube. (laughs) Exactly. It's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) The internet's changed that for everybody. That's true. That's true. It's crazy. I mean, my daughter is uh, seven and I've been helping her work on getting a um, pets business going. So she wants to sell organic pet treats. And so we just got finally, I just acquired the domain Paleo Pets because um, we got the trademark and everything. But somebody swiped the domain somehow right before I went to buy it. And oh. uh, just we, I mean, I just, it just got transferred like a half hour ago. Nice. Congratulations <laughs> to your daughter. That's Thanks. Awesome. So now we get the website finished and get that up and get that moving and everything. But you know, and it's it's, it's interesting because you know, as she's learning business and you know, and everything, is trying to explain to him the whole process. Is you know, hey, well, why is it not up yet? Well, we're trying to do this. Well, we wanted to get th- certain things trademarked. And my wife owns a, a skincare business. It's one of the largest paleo skincare businesses, and just went through a whole trademark thing and all that. So I was kind of trying to explain the process why we're doing this to keep things protected and everything along the way. Um, Quite an education for a seven-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. awesome. Uh, but no, you, to answer the question is um, courage and moving forward with things is I guess for me and I've it's come up on other interviews and things is I've never stumbled like okay is this risk you know or, or should I not go do this I've always tried to think of my way and my process is calculated risks and when I move forward with things and I kind of wrote, I wrote that in. Um, the one book with Steve Forbes is on, it's called Successonomics is the chat. My part of it was on calculated risk and how to position yourself to be able to take those risks to move forward. Hopefully it pans out, you know, it moves, it happens for you. So, I mean, obviously sure. nothing's a hundred percent guaranteed ever, but you try to hedge your bets as, as best as you can. It's just, and I guess you can kind of go back when um, Mark Cuban, I was just reading an article a few months ago and about when he sold um, broadcast.com and he ended up shorting the whole stock and everything to, you know, cover if certain things didn't work out and everything. And, you know, it was a $20 million bet of stock that he bought, yep. but then he made much more yep. billions on the other side, yeah, on the sales side of things. Yep. And so, you know, and that's an example of a calculated risk is you got to position yourself a certain way to move forward. So if it's an entrepreneur and you're, or maybe you're working a nine to five job and you're like, man, how am I going to get out of where I'm at to kind of take that position and move forward elsewhere is, you know, you start to plan for it. You know, maybe you have kids and you're, and it's just like, well, I just can't step out of my nine to five job and totally lose all my income. 
but you have to start to plan for it, whether it's setting money aside or whether it's, uh, you know, starting the business on the side. And, you know, so many, um, we fall into this routine as I started to talk about earlier a little bit. We get, we come home, we take care of the kids and maybe we're tired. And then we sit down uh, and, and watch TV for an hour or two hours, or we sit there and zombies stream around on Facebook. And if we take that hour or that two hours or even 30 minutes, whatever it may be, and we start to take that and put that as an activity towards our business that we want to start, we're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. And, and that's the only way, if you're in those situations, to start to move yourself out of those situations. Now, do, do you have any tips about collaborating with high-level influencers? I know I saw on your website you've worked with like Grant Cardone, Brian Tracy, Peter Diamandis, sure. Kevin Harrington, Robin Sharma. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, you just can't be afraid. I mean, it's just you send an email out and, hey, ask, you know, and uh, I've been fortunate in that side of things to really connect with those people. Uh, and for me, it's like as I started doing that, it's like how can I connect with them even more? So I, I, I launched a show back in February um, called Making Bank. And so we've been interviewing a lot of those different um, celebrity, I guess, entrepreneurs or people. Um, and it's cool to really have them connect and come on and learn from them and then be able to share their information and share their message with, you know, more people out there and hopefully inspire them right. to change their lives and to move their lives forward in some degree. So that's awesome, Josh. Can you tell us a little bit more about your podcast, Making Bank? And the, sure. so how come you created it? You know, who's it for and what is it that you want people to learn? Definitely. It's I guess I created it as a way to help people learn more as an entrepreneur and try to dig in and get some of the um, top questions from some of these high people. Cause we look at, you know, you look at celebrities like Jay-Z and Beyonce and all these kind of people out there and it's like, cool. Everybody kind of sees them as a role model or, or some, but certain people may, may not be the best role models. And there's a lot of other people, I would say, I guess in the entrepreneurial world, um, maybe internet marketing in different areas and it's like, look, there's a lot of people that are doing good out there. There's a lot of people creating value that we may not know about. And so unless you're in that circle. And so I thought, OK, if I can start to bring in people that deliver and create value on a daily basis. You know, J.J. Virgin did a great interview with her on, you know, on nutrition and how she went from, uh, you know, where she was in college to being able to get out. And now she you know, owns a huge, you know, multiple best-selling author books and, you know, nutrition company and everything else out there. And, and it's cool to be able to share their insights and their wisdoms, you know, with people. So it's amazing. And so then in terms of this whole concept of making bank, I mean, what would be, again, as a early entrepreneur or entrepreneur and right. saying, wow, how do I kind of wrap my head around this? Because I see that JJ Virgin's doing it, but what would be some tips for somebody that is just starting out, hungry to learn more? How do I apply? I don't know where to, to best start. Because I think that was really my sure. problem is how do I take all of these different concepts and the monkeys in my head and what would be the way to put um, my best foot forward in order to get on the right track? Definitely. No, it's a great question. Um, one of the first things is I always tell people is you got to really invest in yourself. And we have, you know, you think you can try to figure it out or hire somebody, you know, maybe you have some kind of money. Like, okay, I just want to go spend and hire somebody. I've, I've had so many problems. And that's one of the reasons I 
you know, became partners in this uh, internet marketing company. I mean, I probably spent over a hundred thousand dollars of internet marketers that never went anywhere or they just disappear after a few months. And you're like, man, there's just, and, and if you don't know, even if you don't want to go do it yourself, if you don't know what you're doing, exactly, right, you don't right. know if they're doing it right or not. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then you're just wasting money, wasting money. Yeah. And so first thing I'd say is whatever you're going in, you know, become educated. Um, the next thing is, you know, position yourself as an expert in that area. And, you know, if, if it's just you've had 10 years of life experience on the job and you're in an HR person and you learn the best in and outs and how to hire somebody and, you know, and be able to make sure you have the right people in your company and you want to create a whole program and teach other people how to hire somebody, then use that. You are an expert because you probably know more than me <laughs> and you know more than half the people out there that have never been in an HR position. So position yourself as an expert in that area. And, you know, then people see that as like, cool, you have credibility. You are an HR person. You did this for so long. You understand that. Oh, yeah, well, maybe I should hire you for that or I should buy your course that you created or listen to you because you are an expert in that field. And so become an expert. And you just and people just have to get out and do it. Is so many times we have the idea we want to take that step, but we don't take action. And taking action, I think, is the biggest piece uh, of that. Is and that's why I see so many people get held up at overall. So absolutely, yeah, that's definitely. I mean, I think was it Gary Vaynerchuk said that ideas are shit, execution is priceless, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you just had a whole rant on that about a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. So, so I guess to that point, you know, kind of segueing into that. Sure. Because we have um, the liberty, and I, I've heard this before, you know, you're an entrepreneur. You're like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm just going to hang out and, uh, like, you know, have some ideas come to me and I'll get to work because I am the, you know, I'm the master of my time. Um, right. So productivity is a really big issue. And some um, the one thing that was really interesting to us, too, is, you know, we're looking into um, all this value that you bring on your website and whatnot is this whole talk about productivity. Would sure. love to get some tips from somebody who has multiple businesses, clearly a master at productivity is, you know, what are some kind of best practices that you either you've implemented into your own business or think that, that you've adopted from some other people that are just making it happen and crushing it? No, definitely. It's for me, productivity has always been a big thing because when you, like you said, you manage multiple businesses. I mean, I have three kids and my wife has a business. And so it's, you got to really make sure things are planned out and, you know, flowing. And it's, so for me, I, I break up my day is, is the easiest way to explain it. So, and I allocate time for different pieces throughout the day. And so a lot of people get up first thing in the morning, they're checking their email, checking their Facebook, doing that kind of thing. And then now you become reactive to what everybody else is doing. So I have a set time in my morning schedule that I do, Hey, here's, I check my emails and I respond to those emails. So for me, first thing in the morning is getting up and I, you know, I go through a different, a morning routine of, you know, meditation, some, uh, and for me, and that was one of the biggest things was, and the hardest things for me to implement is like, okay, sitting there for 20 or 30 minutes and be able to meditate. And so I was able to utilize some technology for myself to allow me to get really focused in about three to seven minutes. And then it totally opened everything up for me for the day. And so when I, I was doing some brain training with um, Jim Quick, 
And while we were there, uh, he brought in the owner of a device called Muse, M-U-S-E. Yes. Do you and like that, by the way? I do. That's, okay. That's I'm it. thinking of buying it. And I literally have been like, I don't know if this works, this and that, because I've, I've heard kind of yes and no's about it. Would love your take. Uh, yeah, no. So we had a group of 10 people and um, the owner, he brought the owner in to kind of teach us how to use it and everything. And so I tried it all out and I'm like, huh, this is really cool. And it scores you zero to 100% based on how focused and how concentrated you are and everything um, from a neural perspective. And I had scored, I think it was like a, around an 80% from my first time. And she was like, wow, you know, why is this so, you know, why did you get so, do you meditate? And I go, well, no, I want to add it. But it just, for me, trying to spend 20 or 30 minutes trying to meditate just it just does not work for me. <laughs> so, but I'm like, if I can use this and really do it, and it was just a quick segue. Is I also own a nutrition company, and so we have a product called Brain Boost. It really creates clarity, focus, concentration. So I've been using that for about eight or ten months when I had done this. And I told her, she's like, well, I think that's why you were so able to really dial in your focus to that oh, is cool. because of your you know product. But back to the Muse thing is um, – so I've been using it since then. I usually use it about minimum four to five times a week at least to uh, really create focus and concentration. But it's able to really for me to get dialed in and, and you can set like three, five, seven minute kind of time frame. And I can get so focused in that time frame based on listening to the noise of the ocean, whether it's a big bad storm because I'm losing focus and be able to really reclaim and bring that focus back. And so it's really helped me and I get done and it, it feels like it's been longer than, you know, that time frame. But, you know, I think I'm up to seven minutes now and it's been it's been longer than seven minutes, but it's not. But then my whole day opens up. I'm like so awesome. clear, so focused. And for me, it may, it may not be, you know, the best thing for anybody else because you want to have that whole spirituality. spirituality spirituality yeah yeah and you know (laughs) really connect from that for me it's about focus it's it's you know managing my time and creating that concentration then to work through the rest of the day with i think what really what's the what the the takeaway here is is you got to find whatever works for you you know for 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 josh it's right. seven minutes is his sweet spot for Patty. Right. It might be thirty minutes or whatever, but it, it, whatever's sure. gonna whatever's gonna make you more productive is the is the way to go. And and it takes a little trial and error to figure out exactly what works best for you. Well, and right. I think the bigger thing is just having a structure to that whatever works for you, right? Correct. Instead yeah. of yeah. instead of giving yourself an out, oh, I'm just gonna do this today or whatever. I mean, I think what Josh is saying is he has a whole structure routine and is very it sounds like you have it really planned out is that right especially because you have three kids and all these businesses and everything going on so yeah no definitely it's structured out yep morning routine kids they do their morning routine you know i get they hang out and eat breakfast with them and everything and then take them off to school and come back and then you know then my day for you know other business stuff starts and yeah, I would love to hear more on in terms of productivity. So, how, with sure. somebody that has three businesses, how do you do this? You know, do you, I'm assuming you have a team to help you make this all happen. It's um, yeah, as a yes, I didn't used to have a team, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't think you have to have a team to make this happen. It's not you just put in a lot of hours and you just you know be relentless. Okay. But uh, it's it's. Um, 
yes, you, so for me is I, I have a, when I get back, I get focused on, you know, really working and getting through my emails. Um, I have a, I give away a free one, one page productivity cheat sheet on my website. Um, and it allows you to set up the three most important things that you need to make happen that day, those three projects. And then the people that you need to contact to make those projects happen and move forward or people that you're waiting and hear back from and then the different results and everything also moving forward. And so I work through that and I work through that on a daily basis and that keeps me on pace. And, you know, it's, it's, I have a set time. So like, you know, now I have a set time. This is my time. Usually when I do phone calls or podcasts or interviews, you know, my either late morning or early afternoon. And then after that, uh, just depending if I have time um, for the day, I'll usually do like a two o'clock to two thirty workout, whether it's run, do go do a CrossFit workout, whatever it may be. Come back, do and then, and then the next rest of my day, you know, is is knocked out. Everything. That's awesome. So, and then I work. I mean, late at night. I mean, the kids go to bed at eight, and then usually from about eight thirty till I don't know twelve or one in the morning. Yep. I'm working then too, and yep. so. I could completely appreciate that. I mean, the whole thing is that some people have this notion that they're going to work less. <laughs> and it's, I'm like, no, I'm literally working twice as much. But I think the point is, you know, when you love what you do and you have structure and put the sure. priorities in place, such as, you know, having breakfast with your kids and, you know, making things happen, it all, it all can be done within that day in a very productive manner. Definitely. Right? And no, I totally agree. And, you know, it's, you see the things in, I mean, the whole idea is like people are like, oh, I want to work less. I want to go do this. And I think Gary Vaynerchuk just had a show on it. It was like a week or two ago. It was about, you know, people are kind of criticizing them. Oh, do you f- spend time with your family and right. things like that? And for me, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing as I, I'm working hard like that. I'm hustling all the time. But it's, you know, I have set times when I spend it with them. And, you know, and, and I'm blessed to be able to have that opportunity. I mean, just over the weekend, I was able to, you know, get out and we spent time and uh, the kids and we got to take them rock climbing for the first time. And so they got to be able to do that. And then they loved it so much. We went back the next day, you know, to do it again, you know, but I still, you know, in the evenings, I did some work early mornings before they were up and things. And so you do, I think if you plan and you structure things out and people are that are hearing this, like, oh, I don't want to structure things. I don't want to plan. And, you know, it's, it's not like, yes, you're on a set schedule, but you also have the flexibility to make adjustments as things happen or come up. Sure. And I think, you know, if you can set it up like that, that's what makes the most sense to make you successful. Awesome. Now, with all the, the high-level people that you have worked with, collaborated with, what would you say is some of the best advice that you've gotten from them? Or if you, I know it's an open-ended question, but like kind of like what, what are some of the, the, the magic nuggets that you've got? Sure. Guys? Ah, uh, I mean, wow. Let me see where to start with that. <laughs> like I said, I know it's an open-ended it's, question, but yeah, no. I mean, I think as as entrepreneurs or you know looking to become an entrepreneur, uh, you know, we really want to look at is knowing who you are. I mean, I think the first point is you know knowing who you are, and then what you're passionate about or what you know what you feel that you can give back. And so for me, it's, is, is, you know, how can I create as much value for others? You know, how can I teach them and provide that information that they can help and change their lives to become better entrepreneurs, become better uh, spouses, to become better, you know, husbands, you know, whatever it may be, um, or, you know, father, you know, dads to their kids and stuff. And so, you know, if I can help inspire somebody in that way at some level, I mean, 
then that, you know, that's awesome. And, you know, that's what, you know, drives me on a daily basis as well as, you know, for me is being able to inspire and teach my kids, you know, whether it's at, um, you know, little things, even little things. It's, it doesn't have to be a big, huge, dramatic thing is, you know, if you're just inspiring them at some level on a daily basis. And, you know, one of the things that we do on the way to school or in the morning at breakfast, you know, is I'll say, hey, you are. And then they'll yell out, I am great or I am awesome. <laughs> and, you know, they have that whole I am thing that they're working on connecting to who they are. And I think if we just do little things like that and connect and be present with people, I think that's the most, the best thing you can probably take away and give back. Because right now we have so many, you know, digital distractions and everything. And, you know, it's, you're at dinner and you guys probably have experienced it yourself. And there's people across the table and you're trying to carry on a conversation and they're checking their phone or they're checking their emails or, you know, texting or on Facebook. And, you know, it, it just takes away from why you're there in the whole first place. And, and so I try to do the same thing, whether it's with my kids or whether I'm with, out with people and everything and to be able to be present and be in that whole situation. And so that was probably one of the biggest things that I've taken away um, from a lot of people that are at that level. I couldn't agree more. I love this whole concept of being present. And I think I'm going to shamelessly steal that. I am little (laughs) exercise for my kids. Love it. For sure. I think I I swiped it from, um, Damien Boudreau. Okay, so it oh. comes, yeah, it's been a good practice. I think that's very, very powerful and empowering to start to to create those subconscious habits in our kids, so that they sure. it's, it becomes a part of their neural net. So that's awesome. So Josh Felber, if you can believe it, we have been way over time, but I wanted to um, connect people with you as they're listening to you and people that are hearing and saying, "Oh my gosh, this guy has a lot to say, and I love what he's saying." How can they best connect with you? Yeah. Um, I, Twitter is a great place. I ton, I send out tons of free content on Twitter. Um, my last name, first name, Felber, F-E-L-B-E-R, Josh on Twitter. My website has a lot of options for free video content. Um, we give away the free productivity one page, um, cheat sheet that you can take and start applying today, whether you own a business or whether you don't own a business, you can actually take it utilize it to move yourself forward, whether it's a projects at work or projects if you're trying to become an entrepreneur for sure. Uh, and then uh, I also have a, it's called a makingbankblueprint.com. Uh, and we launched a whole CD audio workbook course and everything for people uh, to uh, either expand their business, uh, start a business. Um, so it was kind of taken from, hey, you don't know anything about business and how to start it. Here's the steps to do it. Or if you have a business and you're just started, you know, it'll help you really take and launch and move it to that next level. That's awesome. And then um, your podcast again is? Uh, Sure. My podcast is uh, Making Bank. It's on iTunes as well as uh, video. Um, It gets replayed through my blog. And we're just relaunching on a new network um, this week called Advisor.tv. And so it'll be the headline show on there as well. And so we have some awesome entrepreneurs uh, and uh, people that we're uh, email, uh, interviewing. So, Josh, thank you so much for your time and all the good value bombs that you dropped. Congratulations for Paleo Pets <laughs> sending your daughter massive good juju so that that rolls out and is a massive success. And like li- continued success to you and everything that you're doing. You're really it's it's a joy to have you on. No, thank you guys. It's it's an honor. I was I was 
I saw the email pop up and it reminded me. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm excited. This looks like a good fun one. So Boston Society making yeah, it. Yeah, making it happen. <laughs> making it happen. All right, Josh. Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook. <laughs>